Andrew Benatendi continues to work on his swing and hopefully the positive results will follow. Speaking of positivity and good vibes, Billy Hamilton is back in the White Sox organization. If Pedro Grafol has a loud enough voice in the roster construction for 2023, what area could he be asking the front office to focus on next? You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. How do the White Sox stack up right now compared to their AL Central rivals? Uh, Billy Hamilton brings his speed and hopefully some positivity to the White Sox clubhouse. And we learn more about the work Andrew Benatendi is putting in to get better results in 2023. We are right now uh, currently in the off season of Locked on White Sox. So instead of the normal five episodes uh, a week, we are down to three episodes a week. And this should continue until about mid-February when pitchers and catchers report. However, if there is some major news on the White Sox front, uh, the episode numbers can be modified. Uh, looking at Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week, and that things might adjust uh, next week due to the holidays, but I'll keep you updated. Thanks, uh, thanks for being with me here. Uh, talking White Sox, they are better with Andrew Benatendi, that, that's obvious, uh, but who knows how much better. Uh, and we are hoping the White Sox are not done addressing the roster, but the addition of Benatendi was a targeted, aggressive move. Here's Rick Hahn from uh, this uh, past winter meetings. You have to measure yourself up against the rest of the league at some point, Hahn said. Initially, you measure yourself up against the division. And even there, we're chasing the Guardians based on what they did last year. Certainly, ultimately, whoever wins the American League is going to have to get through Houston. And that's highly relevant to the rest of the clubs in there. I think this time of the year certainly is focused on ways we can improve this club. And if you're comparing where we ultimately land versus where other teams uh, are is relevant. But the focus is on how do we make this club better and make ourselves on par with not only the team ahead of us in our division, but the others competing in the division and ultimately the others competing for a championship. So, I, you know, I don't I don't know about you, but I don't think the Chicago White Sox have a team right now that will be talked about uh, in terms of the American league elite teams but we'll see if second base gets addressed and if there's a big trade uh, that still needs to develop 
uh, I was talking just a couple days ago with a few hosts from uh, one was from uh, Lockdown Texas Rangers. Uh, there was another from Lockdown Oakland Athletics. And uh, there was a host uh, also of Lockdown uh, Detroit Tigers. And, you know, uh, we had a conversation about the AL Central, which we'll get to in this episode. And and he still thinks, you know, the Chicago White Sox are the team to beat uh, in the Central uh, this coming 2023. But the Sox have more work to be done, uh, for sure. Uh, chemistry. Uh, team culture are important along with being mentally and physically prepared to play. Uh, White Sox should be better uh, with respect to those issues. Uh, James Vegan had a, a article in The Athletic recently, uh, very recently, another uh, article on Andrew Benatendi, this one entitled, Can Andrew Benatendi Drive the Ball in the Air More? Uh, for the White Sox. Boy, that would be a breath of fresh air for a bunch of different players on this Sox team. They've got the potential, right? Uh, we just need to get them uh, past uh, the 20 home run mark. That would be nice if we could get four or five guys to get in that 25-30 area. Uh, this is what Fegan had to write. Andrew Benatendi, 28 years old, coming off his first all-star appearance, is obviously still uh, striving for improvement and trying to gain more comfort with adjustments in his swing that began last offseason. Uh, while their time as Red Sox teammates ended when Mookie Betts was traded ahead of spring training in 2020, uh, Benatendi followed Betts's uh, lead last winter by making regular visits three to four times per week outside of holidays to M3 baseball training facility outside of Nashville throughout the offseason. There, Benatendi joined his old Red Sox mates and working under the watchful eye of former major leaguer Michael Coleman. Uh, Coleman has a lot of great stuff on Benatendi. Uh, definitely refreshing to read his perspective uh, in this article. This is what Coleman had to say. They all three have a different relationship with me because they all do different things. But the same thing mechanically, if that makes sense. You're trying to get the ball in the air, Coleman said. You hit a ball on the ground, you're out. I don't care who you are. Infielders are just so good right now. Just ground balls are out. Being left-handed, you're trying to get that barrel in a slot where you're comfortable, where you can get from point A to point B on time, regardless of the pitch, Coleman said. But you're trying to keep that left hand underneath throughout the swing. Like you see Mookie, who it's almost swing like, you, like you're swinging a golf club when he's hitting. Uh, that hand really never breaks over to create a rollover. According to Fegan in the article, in addition to focusing on keeping his left hand underneath throughout his swing, Coleman feels the two-handed finish gave Benatendi stronger control of the path of his barrel throughout his entire stroke uh, rather than losing his plane right upon contact when his left hand was coming off. It's something Coleman feels is still coming on with time. Uh, Benatendi had a 46.7% ground ball rate in the first half of 2022, dropping by over 11% percentage points after the All-Star break, and it started in a worse place last winter. Uh, Coleman went on, uh, last year it was a joke between us. I think his BP early on, if I threw him 10 balls, he might roll over six of them, Coleman said. 
they are hard rollovers, but they're still ground ball outs. Now that he's learned to keep that left hand underneath and two hands on the bat, those balls are driven in gaps or even out of the park. He's not that type of guy, Coleman said when asked if Benintendi finding more power would come at the cost of a swing that's working for him. You're going, you're going to do what you're going to do, and obviously you need to be healthy doing it. I'd have loved to see how the last month had turned out if he hadn't hurt his hand on that swing in New York. He's got confidence in himself that he can hit, Coleman said. Hopefully he comes in with no pressure. Man, just go have fun and play ball. I tell him I'm looking at him all the time. You've got your money. You've got that out of the way. But there's no reason for you to be slacking or lacking on what you are capable of doing. Go out there and handle your business. More importantly, go have fun. If Benny or Mookie are going to step in the box and they say, I'm going deep. No, they're not. That's not their process. They're trying to hit a ball as hard as freaking possible. If it goes out, hey, it goes out, but they're trying to score runs. Uh, it was a really great article. Again, James Fegan in The Athletic, just a recent one. Uh, check it out. Uh, so follow the process and the results will speak for themselves. Uh, that's what I got from that. Uh, I love what Coleman said about coming in with no pressure, just have fun and play ball. However, easier said than done. Bennett Tendy will be told by teammates, uh, perhaps, or maybe even by the White Sox front office, or maybe he just understands it himself. The 2022 White Sox were a huge disappointment. Uh, he was not on the team and, not, and might not be able to relate to the embarrassment, but he just signed the richest contract in White Sox history. And sure, there will be uh, pressure to perform to live up to the contract. Hopefully, the work he puts in can rub off on other guys and there can be healthy communication as well as some fun on this 2023 Sox team. I think that will be a challenge for Pedro Grafol and the coaching staff. How to get the White Sox to play loose but also focused and purposeful. There will be pressure to make up for lost time and prove the league wrong, but that will happen in due time. Put the work in, follow the process, and trust that the results will eventually materialize. You got to have the right players, and that means chemistry as well as culture. I'm going to tell you why there should be a better attitude on the South Side this season. More on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball, uh, we've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Uh, BetOnline, where the game starts. A fan favorite, Billy Hamilton, returns to the south side. Outfielder Billy Hamilton is returning to the White Sox via a minor league deal with a non-roster invite to spring training. A source confirmed to MLB.com on Saturday. Uh, the club has not confirmed the deal. Hamilton, 32, played 71 games for the White Sox in 2021 and had his share of contributions in the team's AL Central title. 
Billy Hamilton had eight doubles, three triples, two home runs, 23 runs scored and nine stolen bases for the White Sox. Threw some leather as well, making a few highlight reel type catches. Uh, came up with some clutch hits and also seemed to be a positive force uh, in the clubhouse. Something that I think is very much needed uh, in 2023. Uh, Hamilton gives you speed and could be that X factor late in the game. Again, who knows what his role might be uh, with the big league club in 2023. Uh, who knows also how the bases being enlarged will change the way players approach the game, uh, but speed can absolutely be a difference maker. It's a great disruptor, forcing the defense to constantly be on edge. Uh, Adam Engel was our speedster. Of course, he was non-tendered. It does not look like the White Sox are interested in bringing him back, even though there needs to be more outfield depth. Uh, on paper, this Billy Hamilton move really means nothing to the rest of the league, but to White Sox fans, uh, we know what kind of role he played in 2021, and if he can stay healthy and provide the threat of speed as well as defense along with keeping everybody loose in the dugout, I'm all for it. Again, what type of team is Pedro Grifol trying to build? I think we're seeing it uh, form with guys like Clevenger, Benatendi, and Hamilton being added so far. I think it was Bill Parcells who said it, long time ago when he was coaching the New England Patriots. If I'm going to be asked to cook the meal, I'd like to be able to pick the groceries. Hopefully, Grafol and his coaching staff continue to be allowed to do some shopping this holiday season. Uh, have you heard these rumors about Nick Madrigal? Uh, Cubs, of course, signed Dansby Swanson recently, and they already have Nico Horner uh, on the team. What does that mean for Nick Madrigal? Could Nicky two strikes be on his way out? And do you want to see the White Sox bring him back home? Uh, Nick Madrigal, of course, was the fourth overall pick in the 2018 draft uh, out of Oregon State. Lots of excitement uh, for this guy early on. I remember listening to Chuck Garfine's uh, podcast. They had Oregon State's a coach on and the raving about Nick Madrigal and what kind of player we were going to be getting. Uh, he played 29 of the 60 games during that 2020 uh, COVID season, uh, played in 54 games for the White Sox in 2021 before getting injured, then of course traded away to the Cubs uh, for Kimbrel. Uh, Madrigal got his hits and seemed like he was starting getting into a groove before he went down with that hamstring injury. Look, I was not impressed with his base running or his defense, especially his, his arm strength. And I don't know if that's the type of, of White Sox player uh, they're looking to develop at second base moving forward. A contact hitter with little to no power. I hope the White Sox do not try to revisit uh, the Nick Madrigal experience. Chalk that one up with the Zach Collins and Carson Fulmer situations. Uh, nobody in the AL Central has made significant strides in separating themselves from the pack at this moment. I'm going to tell you why the White Sox would be foolish to wait around. More on that in a moment. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. 
And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. So what's next uh, for the Chicago White Sox here? Still got time during this offseason. We're waiting for that, that trade, that big trade that we were uh, you know, that we were told about that that could develop as the dust settles. Uh, could the Sox actually go out and spend a little bit more money? Uh, MLB.com had an article who's left best free agents at each position. Uh, this was by Manny Rahawa. I focused on second base uh, because I seriously think the Sox need to need to make a need to make an upgrade at second base here going into the 2023 season. And and in this article. Uh, they singled out Gene Segura as this is the the best person left in second base. Again, the talent wasn't terribly deep to begin with, but Gene Segura, a guy that really fits the White Sox situation, it really comes down to money. Uh, Segura finally got to put his talents on display on the postseason stage last fall, reaching the playoffs for the first time in his 11th major league season. He delivered some clutch hits for the Phillies to help them win their first pennant in 13 years, also hitting 462 in the NLDS against the Braves. Uh, he's been steadily solid into his early 30s with a 761 OPS over the past three seasons, though he's been limited by injuries. Health moving forward will be part of the risk a team will take when uh, signing Segura, but he's proven uh, that when he's able to stay on the field, he's productive. Kind of fits into the whole mentality of we're hoping players return to accustomed levels and stay healthy. I think it'd be wise for the White Sox if they can do it, which I know they can, throw some money at that problem at second base. Uh, another article on MLB.com I saw, uh, interesting, seven off-season questions were pondering. This was by Will Leach. And one of the questions, it was the seventh question, was does anybody step forward in the AL Central? Uh, the AL Central, of course, has been regarded a fairly weak division, and this is what Will Leach had to say. Uh, so here's something you don't say every day. The most active team in free agency in the AL Central has been Cleveland. Uh, sure, that's mostly the smart addition of Josh Bell, but that speaks to the relative status of this division. The White Sox lost Jose Abreu, but are hoping to fill that void with the addition of Andrew Benatendi, who can play left and will allow Vaughn to move to first base, his natural position. The Twins, meanwhile, said goodbye to Carlos Correa, an even bigger loss than Abreu is to the White Sox, and the Royals and Tigers have new leadership and all sorts of holes from which to dig out. Does anyone want to win the division? Because it turns out that someone has to. Uh, so this point made here follows my thought process from last week when I asked the question, how are the White Sox a product of their environment? Do the Sox take the temperature of the rest of the division and align themselves with what has been done and what is needed to be done or just stay ahead of the pace? 
Or do the White Sox dream bigger, not only trying to dominate the Central, but also the rest of the American League? So far, the Sox are doing enough just to compete. Uh, there were some recent rumors about interest in Liam Hendricks once again. Uh, New York Mets are the team that's apparently interested. However, they just signed a reliever, so maybe the trade market isn't really their thing. Uh, which area of concern are the Sox looking to address and what teams are the best partners? I am hoping the White Sox address second base uh, before this offseason is over. I'll understand if they don't, but going out and getting uh, Segura might not put them in the AL elite, but it would, again, make them considerably better, and it would be an impact move, a move of purpose. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. And don't forget about the YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Sox to subscribe. Uh, thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in the next episode, I'll continue to take a look at off-season scenarios for the Chicago White Sox as the Pedro Grafol era moves full steam ahead. Really appreciate you taking time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox!